Welcome to Wellness and Wonder for another episode number 23. Today I'll be interviewing a very interesting and special person called Jeff, a person free of preconcepts and curious about life, an explorer who loves to see life from his perspective. We will talk about his lifestyle and especially about spirituality and what is connected to it. The benefits of a spiritual retreat in general, whether in nature or at home or with friends or strangers are many. We learn to be with ourselves and to value the simple things in life, as well as to take care much more for others. After a spiritual retreat in general, people usually want to tell their experience and share it with others. However, not everyone is ready and prepared to grasp its meaning. A retreat basically is a departure from the usual commitments of life. And uh, um, so we can basically, with Jeff today, dig deeper into the concept about all these things. That is, that is about an experience. In our, in our everyday life, we find ourselves involved in situations that trigger our anger. We come across situations uh, who make us angry, uh, that, and we have to face all these problems and events every day that sadden our personality in our personal life and professionally too. So in other words, we are constantly exposed to things or facts that make us feel unwell. Furthermore, we are victims of attachment, which if we want to make it extreme, turns out to be an addiction. So a retreat therefore consists in temporarily moving away from what causes discomfort in order to learn to be with oneself. In this case, with the help of a qualified teacher who establishes rules to follow. And Jeff is an example of this because he's free from all the problems as he as is living <laughs> the best life ever. Welcome Jeff, we can tweet Thank you. your experience of life. Thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Hardly free of these problems. I'm I'm on my journey and I wanna inspire others to be on a journey and to have a path, like you said. That was a beautiful introduction, thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Yes, I really feel all the all the things that I just said. And I, I, I suppose that we can be free from pre preconcepts even in a city. We don't necessarily need to travel around the world like you do, but this experience you're doing now can inspire many people because we should follow our desires in our everyday life, getting away from our problems. So Jeff, where are you based now? I'm in Georgia. Well, I'm I'm nomadic. I've I've retained my badge of being a nomad, even in the pandemic and even in the lockdowns and restrictions. It is so very ingrained in my, uh, like it's a core personality trait to want to explore and to be connected with the, with the communities that really support me and that, uh, that I feel lift my vibration as well. So it's something that I've um, unconsciously and now more consciously sought out. And so I continue to do that to be all over. But for now, in this in this month, September of 2021, I'm here in my home in Georgia, um, coming back from a, a wonderful trip in Mexico in Puerto Vallarta, where I was helping a dear friend and teacher of mine with his training. And so that was really special as well. So I feel good. I feel like I'm getting more grounded and in my room, as you can see, yeah. in Georgia. I, I would say we can be dreamers 
only if we can be grounded too. Otherwise, we get lost. It's important exactly. to be grounded and to dream at the same time. This balance yes. is quite difficult, I would say. Of course. And, and it'll find its balance. Like in our lives, I think that everything ultimately it will culminate to a balance. And the goal would be to be conscious, to be aware, to, to allow ourselves to grow in awareness. And one of the really uh, beautiful things that you were sharing in the introduction and, and just now is about the life and the perception of our problems. And I use the air quotes for problems like that, because the big transformation for me and that I've uh, created in my life is a different relationship with problems, again, air quotes. And understanding when we move ourselves from that place of being a victim which is a, which is an addiction like this attachment to um things and having a certain way and the expectation that life is happening to us the the mindset that life is happening to us we can transform that the and reaction. it really takes yes the reaction <laughs> yes exactly and so in the in this alchemy process this this personal revolution personal transformational process of understanding and looking at the world through different eyes which let's be honest we've spent our whole life up till a certain moment looking at the world in a certain way with a certain perception and the moment we start to transform that the moment we start to open up with curiosity and look at things differently can we start to see our role in creating our life and that starts to dismantle this victim mentality this this idea that everything is happening to us and we are we are victims to the world at large yes. and and the the big the big part of that is understanding look here we are sitting together in a podcast having a conversation each one of us this is a very unique singular event in this present moment each one of us led our entire lives to sit and be with each other in this moment Absolutely. And so that same thought process um, can be applied to any moment. So if we're having an argument with somebody or we're having a very difficult moment, challenging moment, the world is the, the our life is not happening as we expected. Then the, then the question that can arise is, all right, I led my entire life. I'm here in this life. I'm responsible for this moment. I'm responsible for this moment. What can I learn from it? What can I, what is here for me of value? So it, it gets us out of that state of being triggered and reactive, Absolutely. like you're talking about. And, and it's, it, what, it, what it does for me is it allows me to own it and say, okay, so I've, I've brought this upon myself. Yeah. I did it. And, and then the, everything becomes a teacher. Yes. What were you going to say? Jeff, I wanted to tell you that, of course, people can always tell us when we say these things, uh, what about the past? What about the future? For sure, our past and experience is our teacher. But if we focus more on the present instead of the past, then we don't waste time. So for sure, we don't have to forget our experience. But that's when we can say that is our teacher. So let's focus on the present, being aware of the past, dreaming the future. I always mm, I love that. that. Yeah. So focus on the present, being aware of the past, creating the future. Yes. I love it. See, I always, uh, that's because uh, I had also so much sufferance within me in the past. I believe sufferance is self-created. I'm not saying that uh, 
I'm a victim, that something bad happened to me, but because I was growing and I'm a very deep person naturally, I create sufferance within me, but I suppose I do this to grow. So once exactly. I understood, yes, once I understood this, I realized that actually my sufferance was self-created. People must understand this. For sure, there are many different experiences of sufferance. I'm talking about me, but that's important to understand. Yeah, absolutely. And that, it, it's it's incredibly like, let's think about it in terms of value, in terms of the, the quality of our life, the value of our life, the richness of our life. And, and I can assume for myself and for everyone else that we want to improve the quality of our life, the value of our life, the perception of this, the, the meaning that we're creating in our life. And it's the, the recognition that, okay, I, I'm creating this. I'm, I'm creating this experience. And as you said about the past, the present, and the future, is if we are operating from that, that fixed mindset that, that the world is happening to me, and what will happen is we will react according to our memory. And that memory, uh, and it could be unconscious, like uh, it often is unconscious, meaning what we think we're aware of in that moment is actually triggered by something much deeper and rooted and something in the past and so the past is coming again the past is we're we're recreating the circumstances if we have yet to learn this lesson and therefore um it'll feel that we'll feel that suffering or that pain or that that reaction because and unconsciously the, we are recreating the same moment without realizing exactly it. because guys yeah. friends, and we know you know but our thoughts become reality they can be, just be thoughts but if they're deeply felt they become reality yeah exactly it, it's the connection with the thought process and the feeling yeah. the emotion the energy of it yeah so it's a blessing like we can choose to look at the problems as blessings when we get when like it's totally a, a process of self-understanding self-inquiry challenging our challenging our beliefs because when we challenge our beliefs we're we are taking what we think we know which is rooted in the past and saying okay well this is a present moment this is a present moment and what do i really know yeah. all i know is what's here what's now what 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 am i experiencing and there's so many like meditation and these practices of really connecting to the present moment have taught me that there's so much of the unknown and if i can become comfortable in that and that's a skill of becoming comfortable in that then i can really choose to be a co-creator a conscious co-creator and creator yes yeah exactly yes, we love this word so much and jeff why people are very are not much aware of the spiritual world they say this is fantasies this is what about reality uh, people so many times misunderstand me when i talk much about spiritual world but let's talk right. about real spirituality because we right. are made of spirit so we are already spiritual but people don't know but everyone is spiritual in a way so why it is beautiful being attached, not being attached, sorry, being uh, passionate about spirituality and not much about the material world. Let's talk yes. about sharing information, for example. No one cares if I just bought a house, but uh, everyone cares if I just had an amazing experience that changed my within. So it's also about mm. sharing and being interesting, living situations fully, experiencing things, feeling it inside is being spiritual and uh, so it's so much more interesting to be spiritual than materialistic in this world i suppose yeah 100 well for me 100 and i and i think we need both we need both we need maybe, both we need both 
Yeah. Well, we're we're in this human body, this vessel. So yeah. we're it's innately attached to a, a material experience. So if yeah. we if we go too much into the ether, then then there's no reason for this body. So I really think that that we're in this incarnation, this body, to learn whatever lessons that our soul wants to connect with, wants to learn, or wants to play in this three dimensional field that is that we call human life. And I and the for me, and I'll start by saying I have definitely gone on a journey of being very material oriented, 3D, unconscious, unconnected with the present moment. In fact, not even really understanding what is the present moment. And so because I, I've gone on this journey of really understanding what it is to be present and knowing that experience in my body and understanding that I did not know what that used to be and all the transformational processes that led to that experience and, and the ability now to be able to drop into that experience is has greatly shaped how I perceive spirituality and how I perceive being a human, being being Jeff, right? Yeah. Being this person in this life that's being create, co-created, right? And so a lot of the hang-up that I can see based on my experience is this the idea that we we already have a thought process on what is spirituality. So this is again, this is taking us out of the present moment. It's saying, I'm I have a recollection, a memory of the past of all the different um, feelings and ideas associated with what is spirituality. And maybe we grew up in a household that condoned um, or that that belittled the idea of being spiritual because we were in that household so attached to, let's say, a religion or yeah. a certain dogma, this something is that says attachment anyway. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, the big recognizing. The big recognition is that that's an that's a, it is an attachment. And we can have malleability. We can create flexibility and dexterity uh, around the words that we use that because we don't have to define ourselves with a word. Yeah, we can be bigger than a word. And we and a big part of what I teach people is recognizing how we do use words in uh, in a limiting way because we're attached to a certain definition. And this modality, this mechanism of curiosity, which is an experience, it's it's an opening up. It's the availability to the present moment is of saying, okay, things. so yeah. of let, yes, receptivity and saying, look, I, ha I use this word spirituality or you're hearing this word spirituality. What are the feelings and thoughts associated with that? What are you, what are you feeling right now? And for you guys listening, and so when you when you depart from the conversation and go inward and say, okay, so they're talking about spirituality. What is what are my associations with that? That's you getting into yourself, into the present moment, and recognizing: is there stickiness? Is there a hangup? Is there a previous conception around what it is? And can I open myself up to be curious, to be open, to explore, Something. and allow this information that's being exchanged through this medium? to allow my mind and my attention to explore different possibilities and experiences. And so understanding that I came from a place of, of not really understanding what, what the present moment is to really, and I want to tell a story about that too, yeah. to really um, understanding what it is to be present has allowed me a lot more space, space yeah. in my life, in my mind, in my perception to open up to curiosity, to to create my own dialogue, create my own ideas about what it is, and let that be mine. Let Jeff, that be mine. Yeah, absolutely. But because people 
often say, okay, we talk about freedom, we talk about detachment, what about our routine? I cannot explore as you do, for example, Jess, because I have my routine and I'm stuck in it. That's why it's important to have a visual and a, a visual of what is, you know, beautiful, even though we have this routine and to have a purpose. Purpose helps us to, even if we have our routine, to be spiritual. So I would say that the purpose between within us, it's an escape. It's not an escape, is the uh, force that help us to be spiritual, even if you're stuck in the routine. Do you agree? So we can have the worst routine ever in our everyday life, uh, living in a city. But if we have a purpose, a mission that is that relies in our heart and is made of love and of beautiful things, beautiful for us, indeed, help us to to do not suffer within our routine. Don't you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. I, I really believe that even if our material needs are met, our, and this, this is dependent, I think, also on, on individuals and their personalities, because some, some people are, like, their personality is very much oriented towards a routine, towards a structure, towards a material life, mm. and, and that's okay. That's okay. And I know that there's other people that, uh, that are lifting themselves out of that and exploring deeper experiences, more, more expansive experiences. And so even with this, I think that, you know, let's say in our modern society and many of our cities that the vast majority of people have their needs met, their needs are met, their food, shelter, um, you know, the, the very basic needs are met and without purpose, without a sense of purpose or mission and orientation in life, it can be hell. It can be oh, hell. Yeah. Like it can, yeah. it can be a ton of suffering because the soul wants that. The soul, uh, yeah. we're using this word soul, right? Because there's something inside of us that like we want to capture it with words. It is really a feeling. It's like that something wants to be expressed. Yeah. And there's a, the, one of the important and valuable things of being human is to create and to express in this life. And so having a, an outlet, an avenue and that is is the lever it is the lever that takes us from that hell and puts us into a mission into being guided into feeling uh spiritual and so like you said you know the yes the routine or the structure or, or the external environment the external environment which is um a lot of the times we think that is what we would be dependent on to have a happy moment or a sad moment is is the externality but freedom really real freedom is, a, is an inner experience That's it's an inner experience so we think that we're free if we have uh the ability to go work and 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 live within the construct of society and yet we can be psychologically enslaved on ideas and ideals and and the way things should be uh that is permeating through media through culture and everything else so we can Absolutely. we can if we're completely externally um connected with how things ought to be on an, an external basis, then we are, we are still not free. No. Because our mind becomes a slave, because we're, we're constantly looking for that information to reinforce that identity and that structure, and we're stuck. So that's, that's another experience of being um, not free. And so the next place to go for that is to go inward and, and start to, to peel back where where am i keeping myself in a cage okay. in terms of my ideas what what do i what is the information that i'm attached to that i need to believe that i need to see in order to feel safe and a lot of it comes around fear a lot of it comes around fear because 
the moment we step into real freedom, we that we must Fear take responsibility. Say, yes, huh? it's a Fears habit and habits, both fears and habits. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, like I said before, the, the culmination of really connecting with what is the present moment and the infiniteness of the present moment, like everything is happening in this present moment in many dimensions. The question we can ask ourselves, am, am I a human being having a spiritual experience or am I a spiritual being on many dimensions have having a human experience? Am I living a human experience right now? And for me, that's more accurate. Am I a spiritual being in many different dimensions that I am conscious and unconscious of having this human experience or creating this human experience, right? And I then love when we, what you just said, Jeff. I love yeah. what you just said. Thank Feeling you. a spiritual person, being a spiritual person relating as a human being. It's so much easier because we know we have this power, but we have to relate to this world. So we adapt, mm -hmm. we adapt because adaptation and flexibility, like we said, is part of our life. It's important. Yes, exactly. And adaption we adapt from we adapt from pain at a at a physiological and biological level. We are deeply, deeply conditioned to adapt from pain. And we have the opportunity to recognize we can adapt from higher vibrations. We can adapt from a place of joy or pleasure or beauty. So those are also available there. And we have to look at how we adapt from pain because that's that's one of the richest, most valuable things that we have if we choose to go on that journey. And for me, I, I lived in a very uh, caged life or feeling pressure or feeling not connected with a purpose for many years. And it was in this in this sense of pain or suffering that I started my journey because I felt constantly there had to be something more. There has to be something more to this. Is this it? Is the kind of questions that I was feeling and asking myself. And it's a very, very empty feeling for me to ask, is this it? Do I know it all? Is, it, is this it? And there's no mystery. And the, and the beauty and the juice of life is in the mystery. It's in the unknown. If we choose to have that relationship with the unknown, such that it's pregnant with possibility. So possibility is there. Yes, we become exactly. completely open, Jeff. Well, do we feel so open when we do the same things every day? No, when we explore a place we've never been to, that's when we feel excited. The unknown yeah. is so exciting. Exactly. Yeah. Travel has been a huge teacher for me. Travel has, I grew up in a very, like a conservative, closed-minded, house with a lot of conditioning a lot of ideas about what is how things should be how people should be this word should uh is a cage in of itself whether we use it for others or for ourselves and the thing you know i'm very grateful for the ability to have studied abroad and to have felt the magic of exploring different cultures and and having my perceptions ch challenged like how i thought based on what i uh, was conditioned to believe the world was like to how my experience is and seeing that there's a difference there. Yeah. Th these are not lining up. And so what else am I believing unconsciously that that can be opened up to more freedom and exploring different ideas about what it is through through experience? Like uh, Travel is a, is a tremendous experience. And one of the interesting things that I see is is a lot of people will 
will travel and live exactly the same routine or life wherever they go. And I think to myself, well, you could have done that at home. Why are you taking your whole whole life with you to this place and just doing the same things? Like, where where's the the new and exciting adventure there? And this is a this is comes to the to the beautiful proverb of wherever you go, there you are. Wherever you go, there you are. And I really learned this from experience in my life that I've thought many times that if I left a place or started something new, that everything would be better and it would be different. And the reality is, is if we aren't meeting ourselves where we are in the present moment, then we're going to carry all of that stuff, the baggage with us where we are, and we'll create the exact same circumstances in that new place. So it's the willingness to meet ourselves where we are in the present moment and and then see the world because that's when the world becomes a mystery that's when there is the unknown that's where the the capability of co-creating is it doesn't matter the external environment it does not so the allowing ourselves the process to to find that within so that's something that i've created and i've experienced within that's something i uh feel deeply connected with that if i am present when i am present I am then in a place to co-create and the world becomes a magic, magical mystery. Yeah. And I'm free. I feel that sense of freedom. So that has been years in the making for me of allowing myself to to pull back the layers of conditioning in my life, growing up the way I grew up, thinking I should be this way and I should have this job and have, you know, that salary and the, the, the cookie cutter, the, the the fundamental premise of our society today, which is which is based on security. And we have to, we have to really allow ourselves to, to explore our insecurities yeah. to, to deepen the experience of life. And, that, go, and then, yeah, go ahead. Go after, uh, out of our comfort zone because that's where magic is. I will never forget yeah. your teacher by the beach in Greece this summer told me, Jeff, so it's true. But let's remind people that, of course, we, if we cannot travel all our life like you do, we can travel with our mind. We don't stick yes. to the same things every day. We meet different yes. people. So we can travel in many ways. Of course, you are an example of an explorer, Jeff, but it's important for people to understand that we can travel in many other ways, different books, different experiences, yoga, different meditations experiences even in a city like we said i want to precise this because most of our guests are not uh, travelers but it's important to feel this uh, magic in traveling in any ways not only like jeff of course is lucky to do yeah absolutely yeah. and how how do we so i i want you to know the person listening to this that, that what she said is absolutely true is that it, it does not matter the external uh, environment. So traveling, yeah, traveling is great. It's it's mind opening, but we can access that here wherever we are, yeah. and it's not necessary. And it, and I know that it's a part of my personality deeply to want to get out of there <laughs> to explore, right? Yes. And it, it's the same thing though with with the people who are listening who do travel. It's it's that same um, understanding that you're you're going to take who you are and your every your whole package with you and wherever you go. So unless unless you access that ability whether you're staying in one place or going all over the place to to really look at ourselves to really look at ourselves and i want to talk about some practices that have supported me in that um Please, well, we will without, yeah we will stay in that same vibration that same pattern that same loop 
of our life because our mind is looking where we've conditioned our mind in, in a conditioned state is looking for reinforcement and that's the ego we're looking for reinforcement on the life that we have created that we think is reality and so unless we start to to dismantle that mechanism that conditioning we're going to perceive and experience that same reality in many different ways but it's the same pattern it's the same vibration so we want to go, we want to transcend that. We want to break the pattern. One of the great, I think it's a Joe Dispenza book who's a, a profound meditation teacher. Break the pattern of being yourself. Break the pattern of, of believing you are who you think you are and believe, really start to, to dive into what is this function of belief and how does that, um, how does that mechanism, that function of believing transform my life? And do I have agency? Do I have choice and freedom over what I believe, right? So that there's a lot in that. And the, the practice that has allowed me the greatest ability to transform and to know myself, which is the most valuable piece of this puzzle, and I'm still exploring, by the way, still exploring who I am and who's this human experience, right? Yes. And, and the, the question arises, am I Jeff as an ad identity? Am I Jeff? or am I the ability to create Jeff, right? So yeah. it's two different ways of looking at it. And again, that comes back to the, the victim and a creator, the victim versus the creators. The victim thinks I am Jeff and I am stuck here and this is who I am, et cetera. And the creator says, I'm the ability to make Jeff. There's a lot of tools that I can learn and explore in order to be a, a more powerful co-creator. And the biggest tool for me is to be present, to, to to recognize the value of the present moment, right? To be here now. And, and I wanna say that, again, um, I came from a place of, of being fully disconnected with what that even means. So I wanna know, I want you to know that I, if, if you have some idea, some notion of what is the, the present moment, I want there to be an opening, a curiosity about that. Because in my uh, early phases of transformation, I was reading a lot of books about self-development and mindset and habits and, and, and creation and the through line, one of the main through lines of those books was the, the value of being present. And I remember being disconnected with that. I remember asking my dad one day in, in the house, what's the value? I noticed all of these books are talking about the present moment. What's so important about the present moment? And then the next words out of my mouth are the ones that really um, show me how disconnected I was. What I said then was, I'm here, aren't I? I'm present. How could I not be present? And it's because I was I was identified with myself as a body, and Absolutely. not a spirit, and not and not even recognizing my mind and my body connection. And your powers, your inner powers, exactly. Your strength, yes. Absolutely. So what I failed what I failed to realize in that moment was an awareness. This very important word, an awareness, that if my thoughts, my mind, my attention, my attention, another very valuable word, isn't here experiencing what is through my senses. If let's say I'm caught up in the future or distracted in the past or thinking distracted by thought, I'm out of my present moment. And that's what yoga eventually led me towards being more present to, more Experience. aware of. Absolutely, Jeff. I want to say that experiencing things in general using our senses, because most of the yes. people, more, many people are 
doing yoga, but they miss the creativity. So I, I'm a chef, health coach, and many other things. Beautiful. But what I, what I used to do was to organize these experiences that were sensorial. So to awaken the senses of people, I think is so important because to cure depression, actually, we can teach people how to be creative because creativity cures depression, in my opinion. So if you don't do, want to do yoga, if it's uh, maybe a bit boring for you, you can cook, you can smell things, yes. experience things with your senses, smell, taste, hands, the touch is very important. So yes, I can see that during your experiences, you cook a lot with amazing ingredients, Jeff, and mm. you cacao, you use uh, these uh, roots, uh, you use many ingredients that are not very well known also because of course you travel in many different places, wild places. So you do these things. So you organize these exactly. experiences along meditation and yoga, which is incredible, Jeff. Yeah. Well, what you say, just it brings me to the idea of this, of life is we can access more of this by understanding it's a mindful practice and mindfulness. And this is a word that's become much more available in the mainstream mindfulness is our ability to connect with our experience in the present moment so so the smells of the food or the sound of the birds or the 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 taste of the food or the taste of the air or the feeling of air on our skin whatever it is yes. we can connect with that and and the ability to expand so grow and and uh, and be able to access that sense of being mindful and present even more comes with the developing this faculty this mechanism of awareness so the awareness piece is our ability to observe ourselves and the observer is completely detached the observer is simply seeing and we all have this uh faculty of of higher mind to to really be witness to what it is we are experiencing and the more we can connect with that the more the more present we are and the more yeah. uh, that is available to experience through our senses as well is there so, so a question from jeff and i is if you don't know how to focus start cooking start using your hands start to create painting drawing writing so maybe yes writing is even more deep because it makes you think but to escape yes. your thoughts you should uh Create, create artistic things, create whatever you want to create. Yes. Well, there's the uh, incredible uh, old thousands years old saying from Latin, art for the sake of art, art for the sake of art, creativity for the sake of being creative. And I think in our society, we have this idea that I, what I create uh, needs to be of material value. Otherwise, I'm worthless. So our our, our sense of self-worth is attached to what we're creating, and it's distorted by the idea that we have to create something of monetary value. Absolutely. So I'm not using myself properly if I'm not creating something that I can sell or that is, you know, or that, that brings is, me some other that is going to be hmm. profitable in terms of money. But let's yeah. say that satisfaction is more important exactly. than success. Exactly. I, I read this beautiful quote last time that satisfaction is really what makes us happy, not success, because success is related to others, while satisfaction is personal, is about us. Yes, that's so, it. Yeah. So create for the create simply for the for the act of of manifesting this sense of satisfaction. Yeah. Now, remember that we've created our lives up to this moment, and the rest is up to us. And 
we've also been the the architects of this conditioning in our life so that can come down to how we wake up in the morning when do we brush our teeth or what do we eat or how do we exercise and move our bodies or how do we show up for our work like there's a lot of layers to that yeah. and this idea that i was very disconnected from and it's this simple statement of paying attention pay attention that i until i recognized the what it is to be present yeah. and still exploring that the, the idea of what it, what really is paying attention eluded me and so we can start by simply uh, becoming more mindful in the moment paying attention to what what is the life i'm co-creating and what are the actions that i'm doing in my life what seeds are they sowing so what what are what is that intent behind that and a lot of the intention is to be safe and secure because at an animalistic, at a very deeply biological level, that's what we want, but we can grow and expand much further past that. And, and the, the, what goes past that for the human being is this creativity, is this ability to create yeah. and explore. And, and, to, and then that's why we feel satisfied. So Absolutely. the reward, the biological, the, the higher um, evolution of us, the reward there is a sense of satisfaction, of purpose, of meaning, of, of self-worth, of um enjoying this life and so we can we can create that and it's the big piece to that for me is all of us making a practice of meeting ourselves where we are instead of the where we should be yes. and start where we are because a lot of us have created a life unconsciously based on our parents based on society's expectations etc cetera, etc cetera. That is that is uh, lending itself to the to the experience of whatever cage we think we're in, yeah. and so if we start to to utilize this this paying attention to what is my intention and what I'm doing and acting upon, and what what are the seeds that I'm planting, and is that what is that aligned? Is that aligned with what I want to create? Yeah. So if I'm if I'm having these behaviors that I've deeply conditioned myself, if they're creating this life that I'm unsatisfied with, there's no satisfaction. Then I have to recognize. And and by the way, when you when we do this, we're welcoming in the pain of realizing we're living a life that that is unaligned with what we want. And so there's a pain there. There's a suffering. The moment we connect with that awareness of this life I've created is not is not satisfying. Yes. is not satisfying and that that pain and that suffering is incredibly valuable because that's the transformation that's the driver of transformation to change because it, we are neuroplastically um conditioned into habits and the way our mind and the way our brain uh creates habits is simply a manifestation of what we are doing habitually and we're building those neural pathways so change change comes can come at a price and it's it's the ability for us to look and to engage in that well in this case and again i talk there's other cases for accessing joy and, and creating change through joy and through these higher elevated experiences but the, i really believe that the most accessible way is to to become aware of this sense of suffering that we've created in this life is not satisfying so that it can motivate our change it can motivate our change and we can start to look at the habits that we have accrued in our life and and create a different so taking one step at a time that's why it's so important for us to meet ourselves where we are so that we can take one step at a time 
Otherwise, if we try to be a different person tomorrow and we realize that we have the weight, the, the magnitude, the gravity of all of these different patterns and conditioning is just going to pull us right back to where yes. we were. Yes. And there's going to be more pain there. So, so one step at a time is how we create change. That's the most practical way to create change and, and the ability for you to, to say, where am I? And what is the different seed I want to plant today? And how do I take that over the next three days and then the next two weeks and then for 30 yes. days and start and to create change little pieces at a time huh yes Jeff. and of course uh, being ambitious is very important but being ambitious for what we want not for what others want so yeah exactly to make a change new beginnings are always so exciting being ambitious is so important but being present also so of course it's difficult to follow all, all this but it's very important what we're saying thank you Jeff. we can we can get that sense of satisfaction in the present moment. Yes. Whether whatever life we're living, if we can learn to train ourselves to meet the present moment, that satisfaction is there. Yes. It's there. That's why we talk about, you know, the cooking, the the creativity, because we are being present with that. That's why it's satisfying. So satisfying. And then when we finish that, right? When we that's why it's so much more about the process and the journey than the outcome because we get to the end destination what we think is the end destination and and oftentimes we're left with a sense of is this it or i is this this isn't what i expected it to be so if i can if i can marry my attention to to being present with what i'm creating then that satisfaction is there the presence is there and recognizing it never was about the end destination. It never was. Never was. In, it, it, and it's never been about the destination. Destination is death. What are we talking about? It's about yeah. our life is a journey. Let's not forget this. We don't want to reach yeah. the, the destination at all. It's all exactly. about the journey and life is a cycle. It's made of cycles, can always change. So like Jeff has said, if we are present and if we have satisfaction in the in the moment, in our present, that's pure happiness. Less expectations, because expectations are always a trouble. We always expect, expect something to be in a way, but it is never the same way as we expected, because this is life. And so right. we're always disappointed. For what reason? We create our own sufferance again. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, what can we do? What can we do to be more present, more mindful? And a big, a big part of that, so that we can access a more joyful life, a more satisfying life, is a big part of that is simply being with myself more often in a healthy way. And so meditating is really powerful for me. I've been meditating daily for years. Uh, and, and now meditation- love. Sorry if I interrupted you, Jeff, but I believe uh -huh. receiving love and giving love- Oh, yes. Because most of the more many people are focusing only on themselves uh, to find happiness, but I truly believe that happiness, of course, is within us. But it's about love, and love is a sharing, is a, a giving and receiving energy. Yes, absolutely, and the and our ability to be receptive. So that's again coming back to this to this experience. How receptive am I? How what is my ability to uptake? And and this word uptake is really important because it, it really is saying how much can I immerse myself in the present moment? And then the idea of like, there's a reciprocity to, it's a law of nature that when we give from a place of love, 
like you were saying, we in, in that simple giving, we are also can receive that. That can be there. Yeah. So that that creates even more for ourselves and, and not even waiting for something external to come back to us. Simply in the giving, yes. the love is there and the experience of love is there. So that that is beautiful, yes. So many techniques. So what do you do to be present? Again, because that's happiness, that's satisfaction. Uh, what's a technique, a more technical technique? Because uh, it's very personal indeed. So how can we suggest people to be mindful? I, we've been talking during our sessions at Wellness and Wonder a lot about this, but I suppose that you have many other experiences to share. So mm. what's the technique that you use to be present apart what we just said? So for example, yeah. uh, I know you are in love with a beautiful woman. How? Are you able to be present with your health or it's all about yourself? Because can we be present with people around us, people that we love, or it's more about us, our mm -hmm. own self? What do yeah. you think? Well, I think ultimately it's a, it, our individuality that, that we are seeking to express in this life. And the beautiful people we attract into our lives are going to show us who we are. And they're going to show us as a, as a mirror and the ability to to take that and learn and to contribute to that relationship is is a faculty it's a function of our our engagement in life and so i think that the most valuable life to live is one where i'm fully engaged and that's that's being in the place of co-creator <clears throat> and you asked about what are the more practical techniques and to start that conversation to make it very practical even the conversation is to start to open up my relationship with the with the words attention attention and intention so my what i had the one thing i really believe the one thing we have control over we think we have control over a lot of things we and we we try to manipulate the world so that our perception of control grows because that security that safety but really the one thing we have control over is where we are putting our attention where I'm putting my focus, my attention, and where I put my attention, I energy is there. So our attention is our, uh, our, our energy. So where I put my focus, I create manifestation. If, if we want to make a garden, our attention goes to getting the soil right and planting the seeds and watering the seeds and the garden grows. So that energy went into that and, so, and something was manifested. So paying attention to where is my focus going? So, so opening up that word, whatever your idea of paying attention and the, the idea of the word attention is, start to open it up and realize it's a, it's a present moment experience. Where am I directing my attention? And then what comes before that, what drives that is something we, when we get more deeper into knowing ourselves, we realize there's intention, there's a motive, there's, there's what are we trying to, to make happen or to create and to manifest in this world and how, how is that? Um, is that intrinsic? Is that coming from my spirit, from my desires? Or is that again a faculty of the conditioning? Just asking ourselves the question, am I pleasing society? Am I pleasing my parents? Am I pleasing my loved one? Is this behavior in order to, to satisfy that rather than to satisfy myself? Because again, satisfaction happens in the present moment, us being with us, that's it. That's the, that's the one condition for, for really satisfying is meeting ourselves in the present moment. Doesn't matter if there's tremendous amount of grief or pain or struggle. If I can meet myself in the present moment, even in the, mit the midst of a big storm 
in my life, there is satisfaction there. I promise. That's something I've experienced many times. And so the two, the, the, the practice that is most uh, accessible towards developing this relationship with attention and intention is a practice of meditation. So meditation can take many forms. It can be going for a walk. It can be cooking. It can be doing a creative thing. It can be yes. practicing yoga. Uh, it can also be sitting down and, and finding stillness. Yes. And so fi finding stillness, okay, stillness is there. Everything else that is causing us to fidget and move and, and um, distract is, the, is what's possible that we can peel back. So paying attention to that. And having a relationship with our mind such that our mind is not an enemy. It's not an enemy and it's not us. My thoughts are not me. My thoughts are just what is the, if I choose to put my attention into my field of thought, then I'm gonna experience thought. And that's how we can create the future is we can put our attention on thoughts around the future and what we wanna create. And then our energy is going there. So again, attention is energy, cultivating the relationship with what our thoughts are so that I can detach, so that I can detach and realize I am not my thoughts, I can come into a different experience. I can put my attention somewhere else. So in our society today, we are very much in our head. We are in our head. And there's the statement of get out of your head, get out of your head. And so language becomes incredibly important in this because when I say get out of your head, your attention goes to I'm in my head. I'm in my head. So we stay in the head. So then where do I want to put my attention is becomes the question. If I'm in my head, where do I want to put my attention? And the next, the next place I can relate to is let me put my attention. Let me get into my body. Let me, let me feel what I'm feeling right now in this moment. Cause then I get out of my head and that, and then we start to realize, okay, I can be in my head or I can be in my body. Yes. I can be in, in the field of thoughts or I can be in the field of emotion or even uh, deeper experiences. So understanding there's the relationship to do and the faculty between the two is, is where we are putting our attention. Yeah. And a very powerful exercise for this in meditation is simply focusing on the breath. If I focus on my breath, meaning I put my attention towards the experience of each inhale and each exhale, first of all, I want you to know that 99.9999% of us are completely taking that for granted because the experience of one single breath is, can, can be as expansive as everything as expansive as the present moment. And so if I start to, to take for granted what it is my breath, then I already know that, that I am not putting my full attention towards the experience of a breath. So we have even more attention that we can put to this present moment. And the breath itself becomes the bridge between getting out of our head and getting into our body. The breath helps us regulate our nervous system from a, a state of anxious, worried, okay. conflict, stress, right? Yeah. Into a state of being able to take a full deep breath and to be situated in our life in a more present yeah. present way and more relaxed way. So we could talk, we could have a whole nother 45 minute conversation about the nervous system and how we can modulate through our attention to breath, getting out of our head and into our body and into a more relaxed state, which yeah. allows us automatically to be more receptive to the world I'm with sure, us. So yes, I'm sure so, you know the yeah. story of the Iceman, Jeff. Wim the Iceman. Yeah. Yes. Of course. I love I love watching his videos what he says and it's incredible the breath working techniques how powerful they are. If you think about swimming in a cold ocean but not feeling the sufferance of the cold water, imagine the power we have 
And so yes. it is not invented, it is real. So practicing, it's fundamental if we want to reach this state of mind, this, this state of our body, this state of yeah. magical things. Practicing is fundamental. So let's not victimize, let's practice more. <laughs> Absolutely, I love it. Yes. Jeff, um, we're talking already since uh, 50 minutes and I love talking to you, but before uh, the end of the sessions, first of all, I would love to talk to you again, if you want to, once you are in nature, maybe we can make a Zoom call with the phone so to, to show people what you do, what you see, because I oh, really love it. your lifestyle. I would love you to share uh, an experience that you lately did in, in nature. What, uh, what is something that impressed your, your mind and heart? Hmm. Every morning when I'm here, I, when I get up, one of the first things I do is I just go walk into the yard and I look at the flowers. I've planted some flowers Wow! and they've grown up, um, on, on some metal scaffolding and they're morning glories. And it's one of my favorite flowers. They're beautiful, incredibly beautiful. So I take time to go simply go look at them and, and revel revel um soak up their beautiful colors and watching the bees going in from one to the next one and seeing that like that really miracle life and the satisfaction that came from from planting those seeds from the desire to have those flowers to the manifestation of them is is so beautiful and that's it's that's like, a really simple one it doesn't have to be more more than that you know yeah it's like us so we are born as a little seed germs inside of our mom and then we are born and then we need water love and experiences to grow energies to grow it's like nature so if we water we it, are we nature are, we are nature absolutely but we always forget this so yeah to water your to water your flower to give water to your flowers and see them growing it's really magical I see, I feel what you say because I grew up in the countryside and I did the same. And that's why I believe for us it's more easy to understand the, the soul and the spiritual world more than people that live out of nature. But uh, to do these experiences, little ones can make us think even more. Go spend time in nature. Go, walking in nature is a, is a very powerful practice of integrating. So we, 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 take ourselves away from the constant stimulus. We have information bombarding us um, from many different directions. We have a screen always less than two feet away from our face. And so how can I take myself away from that and reconnect with nature? Because what nature has taught me um, and what my practice of coming home to the present moment has taught me is we really are nature. We humans, the, the, big, the biggest, um, of illusion in our experience of being human is that we are separate from nature that's so funny like that's a fact that's that's an ego that's an that's the perception that we are separate yes. and really everything that we can see while in nature going for a walk in the woods connecting with the water at the beach or, or the lake um or just seeing the trees in your neighborhood it's like everything that we can see in nature is a metaphor for this for human life it yeah. is, it's medicine and it teaches us. Nature is an incredible teacher because we are teachers. We're learning from ourselves because we are teachers. Absolutely. We are we are nature and we are not separate. Yeah, why farmers are so wise. I grew up in the countryside with these amazing farmers working 
in these beautiful fields and I found them always so wise, but they, of course, they don't have the knowledge. Maybe, you know, they didn't have the teaching that we had, but they know so much because of the contact they have with nature. Nature yes. gives us so many, so much information. We don't even notice it. Just is a, maybe it can be just energetical, but it, it is everything. Mm -hmm. We feel Absolutely. rejuvenated after being, have been in nature. This is the first thing we see. After being in nature, we feel better, even within ourselves, aesthetically. It's incredible. I certainly do. You're yeah. in London, right? Yes, Jeff. My I favorite. Thought... So when, when I lived in London, I, um, I lived in London for a year and a half, and I lived really close to Richmond Park. And I would go in, Richmond Park is it's beautiful. amazing. It's incredible. So if you have the time to uh, get on the bus or the tube or ride a bike, even better, over to Richmond Park or Hampton, Hampstead Heath or any of these beautiful places in, in yeah. London, so amazing. Take I go every day. Three I, hours. I go oh, every really? Day. Yes. Amazing. I would too. Yes, I love every park because I'm very lucky I do work in an office, even though I work within myself and for projects of my own every day i for me if i don't spend at least two hours in nature i die within it's so important for yeah. me so yeah i feel that that's why you are an example jeff and if you want to share your instagram page for our friends and guests i would be grateful what's your instagram page name absolutely so you can follow me personally and your website. yeah yes at hefe underscore af now hefe is a nickname and it's the name of my brand um, it's spelled J-E-F-E, and the Instagram is at J-E-F-E underscore A-F. And you can also follow my brand's page, Hefe Living, J-E-F-E underscore living. And my website is hefeliving.com. And it's my platform. It's the platform I'm creating um, and, and continuing to evolve around meditation, around offering and creating these experiences with others, retreats, trainings, courses, everything that I'm doing. Um, you can find information there and uh, soon I, I'm creating more content that actually will live on this platform that people can access as well. So exciting. Practice. So practice. Starts with practice. <laughs> practice. Exactly. Jeff, I would love to do another uh, session with you while you explore things, if it's possible. I know connection can be yes. a problem, but we will figure it out. We can we'll figure it out. We will figure it out because uh, you, I truly believe you're an example and I love what you said. Jeff, we love your energy. Thank you. Thank so you. Likewise. Much, really. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm sorry awesome. we didn't close this session. So That's okay. Because uh, it is otherwise too long, but we'll do other others for sure. That's so right. See you soon. And uh, for another episode of Wellness and Wonder coming out soon. Bye, everyone. We'll see you soon. See you soon.